It is Canuck Central. Canuck Central. It's not Friday, but I'm mine. I'm going to blame this on not having enough coffee. Because <laughs> I spilled all my coffee in that backpack. Your We're, bag had enough coffee. <laughs> certainly did. Your, your bag knows what day it is. <laughs> my bag. It's wired. <laughs> super wired. My bag has never been this talkative before. Very chatty. We're all in Friday mode, though. Yes. We're all in Friday mode. Uh, and this hour of Canuck Central is brought to you by Andrew Sherrod Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. Jamie Dodd, I'm Satyar Shaw, Josh Elliott Wolf, Elliot Wolf, and Ben Turn. Ben the intern is here as well. And this is is this our favorite segment of the week, Josh? It's up there. It's Top up there. three. Top three. Definitely. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the <laughs> oh, Friday mailbag. How many Thursday. segments do you guys have? Like we got two. Three? <laughs> we got two. Listen, we have two, and they're both top three. <laughs> Facts only, man. Try to dispute it. All right. Well, we'll start with one of our top three favorite segments now. Uh, first question from Basketball Phil. Mm-hmm. Does Kevin Durant wanting out help or hurt the JT Miller sweepstakes? I'd say it hurts Vancouver because it shows how an athlete can be emboldened to ask for a trade. And maybe JT Miller's inspired. So I'm going to say it helps because it proves that high-end talent is what teams value most, yeah. right? Teams are going to line up to try to acquire KD, and, and they should do the same for JT Miller. Yeah, so that's there the, you go. It's the big news of the day. Massive move. Huge. Him, him asking for a trade. And it's it's hilarious. He asks for a trade three hours before the start of free agency. It's fun. <laughs> and right after they had traded, like, one of their last first-round picks available to yeah. trade for a player to help them win now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, now that you've done that, by the way, I want out. It's funny. Kyrie Irving opts in. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> we'll talk more about uh, KD coming up uh, at, at 6 o'clock. Uh, next question. Chef Swagger, trade up, trade down, or stand pat. What should the Canucks do with the 15th overall pick? Uh, I'd say right now, stand pat. Because you could be coming away with a player you really like at 15. If that equation changes, it's a boring answer, but it's kind of, let's see what happens. I wouldn't trade up because... I just don't think it's likely for you to be able to get into that top five for you to get that Nemich or um, a year check, one of the two defensemen. If you can get into the top five, I do it, but I don't think it's likely. And I don't think it's worth trading up to the, you know, 10, 11, 12, or even nine or eight. Like, it's not worth it to You me. probably, to make it worth your while trading up, it's probably have to be number six at minimum, yeah. right? And that's that's a big jump. And what are you giving up to, to accomplish that? If I had to power rank the three options, I think trading up would be last i probably have Stan Pat in the middle, and then I think I mentioned this on the show yesterday. Trade down to that kind of 20, 21, 22 area. There's probably going to be a prospect they really like. You know, we, yeah. we've heard they like uh, Noah Osland out of Sweden. If he's still there, maybe Denton Machachuk could still be there, and you pick up an asset and get somebody like that. that that's kind of the best-case scenario in my view. From Ray, how big of an impact will Emily Castongay have, and what kind of impact could she have? All right, so this one is super interesting to me and something we're going to have to note as time goes on here. But her specialty, having been a player agent, and she talked about this, is understanding the players and how to relate to them and finding ways to make sure players are optimized. And that, to me, is really going to be exhibited over the next 
little while here and how the Canucks go about recruiting players in free agency. We saw it in Kuzmenko to some degree in some other regards, so I think there's been some positives. But especially heading into next season, when the season goes on, with how to handle players, certain things, how they go about business, and even just in contract negotiations, because she is the key negotiator on the contracts, the approach she has in all those things. Yeah, I think recruitment is probably the big one that you're looking for. And it hasn't necessarily had a chance to really demonstrate like that, although they did win yeah. uh, the Kuzmenko recruitment process. But that's really where you want the insight and the ability to connect with players and understand what it is that makes players choose one destination over another. And you wonder if maybe that's more of an impact, not this offseason, but in offseasons sure. when they're trying to mm-hmm. contend a bit more and maybe get someone cheaper. Uh, Lee Froline, what areas of prospect development, aside from goaltending, are the strengths of the organization that they can leverage at the draft when selecting players? It would actually be some of their amateur scouting, I'd say, uh, for all the faults. And they, listen, they've made some mistakes in the draft, but the biggest issue the Canucks have had is not having enough draft picks. And if you look at the last few years, like even last year's draft, we talked a lot about this, like Lucas Forcell. Um, Jonathan Myrenberg, for instance, those are actually pretty good prospects. And even Koskin Vuau, the Finnish goaltender, has a little bit of promise. I'd say that their ability to scout in Europe and Sweden has been pretty good so far. And it's been a bit underrated. And if they're keeping at, keep adding to that, especially with Patrick Alvin and the push they're having in Sweden now... I think that can really be something that helps them out. Yeah, I'm not sure we know where the strength of player development is going to lie yet because they've made so many changes to that department, right? I mean, they just brought in Samuelson and and Komasarek and Ryan Johnson's got a a promotion. You know, Cammy Granato has been working in that area. The Sedins obviously are moving into player development. So I think it's changed so much from what was here before that we're kind of just going to have to monitor and see what ends up being the strength of the development team. The the one thing you would say would be to sell them on selling or I wouldn't say selling because you're not selling traffic. You're, you're picking them on what you can, but building that plan for each one of those guys, a new one, and that's going to have to be different. But I think as far as benefits or organizational advantages, some of their European scouting has been bad. Johan ranked the top or who are the top five most likely potential trade partners for the Canucks this off season and why? Okay. Let's go, let's go through the list. Uh, I'd, I'd say that we put Carolina in there with some all of the, right. you know, with, with all the stuff going on about them being an option. So let's put Carolina. And I think it's not wouldn't just be with JT. They're a team that looks at a lot of different things. I can see them being. I think you got to put Pittsburgh yeah. in the mix, given the Jim Rutherford connection. We've By heard, default. We've heard yes. the connections, you know, John Marino, uh, shout yeah. out to Riccio. We, we've heard that name. Uh, would you put New Jersey there still, given that we've heard rumblings of, of talks and you know interest yeah. that they have in certain players? Yeah, I think because, again, New Jersey would be a team that would have interest in more than just one Canuck player, or have had interest in more than just one Canuck player in the past. So I think we throw them into the mix. What about, I know this is a team you and I have talked about before, I don't know if they fully make it onto the top five. What about the Blue Jackets? You know, as a team, I was going to say, the Blue Jackets you could throw into the mix. Now, I've had some pushback on... Uh, Jackets and Miller a little bit for people that know the Blue Jackets well. But at the same time, I've heard from others that say, no, no, keep an eye on it. So I've heard two different things on Columbus. They're, they're certainly a team to keep an eye on. Another team that I'm going to throw out there is the the St. Louis Blues. Interesting. 
If I had to choose one last team, I think I would throw the Flyers in there just because I think they're total wild cards. And yeah. it, there's pretty much any nothing they would do would really surprise me. I think there are a couple of players the Canucks have the Blues would have interest in if they're actually available. Very so the interesting. Rangers don't even make the list. No, I, I mean the Rangers. The... I just don't know if Rangers and Miller now going back to everything, especially if they're going to try to keep Strom and paying him. I just I don't know. Might be passed. Yeah. Ella, is there a high chance Brock Besser gets moved? There are high Ooh. chance. Brock. I wouldn't high. say. I mean, it, it depends what you qualify as a high chance, but I wouldn't say a high chance. I think well, I feel it's a higher chance than I thought yesterday, maybe at this time, but I still wouldn't call it a high chance. A high chance would be 70%. Sure. Or uh, like 60% at least, something 60. like that. So uh, on Besser, what do we put the percentage as? We can't say 50 50. 55% to 45 that he gets traded. Really? You, so you'd have it better than even that he gets traded? Yeah, slightly better than even. I mean, this, this is something that will change back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit because this, it's also to my... I think it's also tied to some degree to what you think you can accomplish with Bo and JT especially. And if you've accomplished something with JT, which I think they're trying, then does it really matter? I wonder if part of the slow playing on Vancouver's part or they're, they're making offers but maybe not moving as much could also be that they want to buy themselves some time to figure out what they want to do before committing to that. My gut, and you're obviously you're much more connected than, than I am, Seth, but my gut... I would put it at like a 30-35% chance he's traded, something like that. I, yeah. I still think they find a way to get a deal done, but again, that percentage is higher than it was yesterday. I trust Jamie's guy. That's right. Thank you, Josh. Yes. Uh, TJ, if Jason Dickinson is potentially moved this offseason and the Canucks decide to not re-sign Yuho Lamico, which players could fill out the 3C and 4C spot for next season? They mention uh, Evan Rodriguez and Curtis Lazar as potential options. Ooh. I mean, Evan Rodriguez, to me, is probably going to cost too much money. Curtis Lazar. I like the Curtis Lazar fit a lot. It's going to not cost a lot. Yeah. Uh, Nolachari is another name I would look at there. Johan Larson uh, out of Washington. But if you're just Curtis Lazar to fill that fourth line center role makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I think Curtis Lazar could, especially if we're not paying a lot of money. If you're talking about a million, somewhere along that or maybe even less than... That's the, that's the way to go. Quinn, Kevin Bieksa, should he be in the Ring of Honor? Ooh, man. So, like, how big of a difference is there between Burroughs and Bieksa? Yeah, it's a fair question. Not Probably not that much, all told. Both did get traded. Both were, you know, they played their whole careers in Vancouver. Bieksa was a Canucks draft pick. Burroughs was an unsigned free agent. He probably should be. You know, I mean, you look at the precedent. I, I'd say he should be. But it's hard about from that team because is, is everyone going to get up there? Is Luongo, well, really, if, it's so, Kessler. Yeah. Is there's it, so many players. Is it going to be kind of bare minimum? Sedin's retired. And that, obviously, that's already done. Burroughs is in the Ring of Honor already. So are you going to retire Luongo's number? That's four. Kessler, Bieksa. Edler's going to get some recognition when his yeah. career is yeah, well, done. Edler, I mean, he would probably he's going to go. He's going to the Ring of his Honor. His Ring of Honor, no doubt. Not getting jersey retired. No, but, ring but of he'll Honor. he'll be in the Ring of Honor. You start to add it up. That's an awful lot. I mean, <laughs> that's an awful lot. There's only so much space for those rings of honor. <laughs> What's the best team in franchise history, though? Twenty eleven. True. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but there's you're taking up a lot of real estate With, without a lot of cuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, on to non Canucks questions. This one from Josh. Could the MLB work in Vancouver? Yes. 
Because the MLB is so dependent on the TV money and stuff. Like, honestly, the bar is not that high attendance-wise. No, they've, there's a lot of teams that don't do very well no. at the gate. Yeah, if you get to, if you get like at least twenty thousand fans per game, like you'll you'll be fine. I mean, because Tampa gets what, like 11, 12,000 average, whatever it is. Oakland had like Oakland 3,000 for a few yeah. games there. It's just, uh, it, the, the biggest issues, I think, are just finding a spot mm-hmm. for the stadium and finding someone that's willing to pay for the stadium. But yeah. that being said, like attendance, well, I think the support is here. For yeah, sure. I think so. Too. I think it could work from an attendance perspective. But yeah, as you said, Josh, the stadium. A t- uh, somebody willing to relocate and invest in the team and you know you spend a lot of money on a baseball payroll right or you can if, you, yeah. if, if that's the way you want to go not every team does obviously so it takes a lot of investment and then the other thing that I would just say is is it ever going to be is Vancouver ever going to be a top candidate from Major League Baseball's perspective yeah. that's probably the biggest stumbling block yeah the question is I mean Montreal is a bigger market and they've had success so that it just makes sense if yeah. they can build the stadium there and have a good ballpark, and it makes sense. It won't work at BC Place unless they re- retrofit it. I mean, no, it can't the, be BC. But right even then, field, they yeah. have to plan for the World Cup and, and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I just it, BC Place is, isn't going to work. Yeah, the and the MLB. I think Manfred has mentioned Vancouver. Yeah. a few times. Yeah, but again, it's you're behind Vegas, Nashville, Montreal, lots of lots of other cities in the way. Uh, Vicky. Who will get a magazine cover shoot first? <laughs> Sat Shaw with GQ, Dan Riccio with Oshkosh Bagosh, Bic Nazar <laughs> with New England Patriots Canadian Division Catalog, or Randeep Janda with Miami Dolphins Canadian Division Catalog with JLo. With JLo. Oh, well, that's not happening. That's not happening. Poor Reach. Poor Reach. I, I mean, mean, I probably got to say that one just for the laughs. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably be so cute <laughs> <laughs> so adorable uh discount dracula on a hot day would you rather cool off in a river or go to the beach oh cool off in a river yeah like, uh, we well we talked about this with tanning overrated underrated yeah i'm not a, i'm not a big just sit in the sun at the beach guy especially on like a legitimately hot day like a nice beautiful yeah, day. is that a river uh, you know you got some shade too yeah. so you can be a little cool get, you get can have a swim nice. get in the water yeah I, I i will choose river all the time rivers I, can be kind of chilly though they can like a but little it, too chilly but it specified a hot day josh <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. i would still rather go to a lake i, I want everyone to know that there's a lot of obstacles in my in my view line between me and josh and i <laughs> Went out of my way yeah. to crane my neck yeah. around and make eye contact with Josh <laughs> to tell to him that a, he was wrong there. Had to tell me how stupid I was <laughs> while making eye contact. Uh, basketball Phil, if you played baseball, what would your walk-up song be as you came up to bat? Oh, that's a good question. Do you have one? The one that comes to mind right off the bat is... Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. Shimmy Shimmy Ya by, uh, really? by ODB. I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> that's what you would go with? Yeah, a little swag to it. I like it. Uh, I think I think that's what I would choose. Man, what do I go with? I, I don't know. I, I would have to probably pick something new. I'd do something like, I'd change it up every year. Yeah. Something fresh. Right um, now, I'd probably do like something. I'm trying to think if there's something from Kendrick's album that's walk-up worthy. Mr. Morale? If you get through the beginning, yeah. that's probably it. And Part, 95. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... Just be a crowd favorite from the start. 
There was, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Pusha T's latest album. Uh, there's some good tracks on there yeah, that I could see. Like, I could open see Air is pretty good. Yeah, Rambleton's pretty good. Rambleton, uh, Call My Bluff, yeah. I enjoy very much. So maybe one of those. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, AJ, burritos versus tacos versus enchiladas. What are you picking? Uh, okay, so if you're doing like authentic Mexican street taco types, they're better than burritos. Um, enchiladas, traditional Mexican enchiladas are incredible. I probably rank them as tacos, enchiladas, burritos. What what separates a traditional Mexican enchilada from like a standard enchilada? Cuz I know the difference with tacos, but I don't know it with enchiladas. Well, I mean, it, it's it's really just really basic. Okay. They're not overly done. Sure. I just I just mean like authentic every time you go to uh, you know like an authentic Mexican, sure, sure, you know, sure. they don't have like the the cr- the crispy Enchiladas are actually like the soft tortillas okay. have been baked and everything like that. That's how I make them. I think <laughs> I would. <laughs> That's how I make. Josh, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Josh is nothing if not dedicated to authentic Mexican cuisine, Dude, and they are amazing. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Enchiladas are amazing. Yeah, right? That's my pick. There I would go. go tacos, burritos, enchiladas. Mm. So I disagree with you guys. Tacos are definitely last. Wow. It's just it's, they're boring. Uh, well, well, not if you put good stuff in them, though. Yeah, but I would just rather have the other two. Uh, Marcus, would you rather find out how you die or when you die? Uh, definitely how. How? I don't want to. I don't want a ticking clock. Probably uh, how. Yeah, and then, avoid doing that. Yeah. Okay, but let's say it's like you die from being crushed by something. Yeah. You well, like every time you see whatever that thing is. You're gonna be like, oh man, is this is this it? Yeah, yeah that's if it's true. When you die, you're like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna maximize my time until then. Yeah, you're you're living with dread if you know how you're dying, but you don't know when. You're, every day, you're like, is this gonna be the day? No, but realistically, how do most people die? It's from an illness or something, right? So you're like, oh, you die of X or you die in your sleep. It's like, okay, I can live with that. Every but time I don't you go to sleep, when. every time you go to no! sleep, you're like, am I gonna wake up? Yeah, you die <laughs> in your sleep. Oh I, no, that's how I feel already. <laughs> I won't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Jan, if the internet was deleted, would you be able to live without it? Uh, well, I mean, we'd all be in the same boat, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, so I remember a time without the internet. We remember a time. I mean, Josh doesn't. No, crazy. Josh does not. Ben probably doesn't either. But I remember, like, Sat, you, uh, you, I'm sure you, you know, had to check movie times in the paper Bro, and check TV listings in the paper. Paper like, all the time. Yeah. It was always on the paper. Or or if you didn't have a paper, you'd, you'd like, ride your bike to the movie theater and look at the billboard to see what movies were playing at what time. That's what you would do. Yeah. I, uh, I do remember Or you'd calling. call. You could call. I remember calling. Yeah. I remember asking the golf, like, clubhouse. I was like, how did these people make tea times before you could do it online? <laughs> like, you had to call. It's on, a, like, a pen and pencil. Oh. You're like, oh, oh is yeah. this person playing? Like... We have to go to encyclopedias and yeah. the internet. And for a while, the internet was so slow that you'd prefer to go to the library and go through encyclopedias yourself than try to search it on the internet. It's true. I, I mean, also, it's not directly related to the internet, but same thing. Like, I had to, uh, you know, remember phone numbers, right? Like, even in elementary school, you remember all your friends' phone numbers and all of that. So, I, I, I've lived that life. I can go back to it. I can rough it again. Do you think school, like as a recent graduate, do you think school would be easier or harder because? Like, would teachers understand, like, you can't just Google simple answers or research? Like, you have to really <laughs> dig into a book or something? Like, it's not as easy. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I don't know. Life is hard. It was difficult. It was, yeah, man. It was, wild, it was wild out there. 
looking up uh, looking up books in the library you know, was a trip. You like know, you would have have you, you, you like in the if you go to the Vancouver Library yeah. back in the day, the big ones. You would have to like search 15, 20 minutes to try to find a book. You know what? I, I was actually thinking about this before the show today. Doing our job in like the early nineties would have been really tough because. You know, a trade goes down, and you're like, oh, well, how does this compare to what Team X got in trade five years ago? It's like, well, we could look that up. Back then, you just have to remember it all. And, yeah. and not to mention, being a sports fan, really not ideal before the internet. You know, you have to, like, watch the scroll at the bottom to see, or wait until the next morning and read about it in the box score. So that part would be tough, but again, I- I've done it before. Yeah. I could do it. Larry from Van City will end on this one. Birkenstocks or Blundstones, one has to go. Sat, I think you have a. You probably have the most vested in. Yeah, because I, I own both. Uh, if I had to choose, is the Birkenstocks have to go? Yeah, I own neither of these. Just based on <laughs> which I think I would like more, I feel like I would like a comfy pair of Birkenstocks more. But that's just totally random. That's based on nothing. The Birkenstocks are great. They're so comfy. They're fantastic. The problem is, you. I, I'm looking at it practically at this point. If I had to choose one, I choose one I can wear all year as opposed to one I wear a couple months a year. Plus, okay. you want you want to annoy Randy too yeah. as much as possible. <laughs> yes. No, Birkenstocks have to go. I'm not much of a open toed shoe guy though. So maybe that's why. I've always said that about you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone knows that about me. Josh Elliott Wolf is not an open-toed shoe guy. That's my rep. <laughs> no. And I think that's all we is got. Is that it? That's all right. It. All right. That was good. That was, that was a fun uh, segment of the Friday Mailbag on a Thursday. It's great. Worked very well, I thought. Yeah. Thanks to Josh Elliott Wolf for asking the questions. Ben Turn, making sure the music is playing. Running the operation. Jamie, good answers. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Thank you. Seth's giving props I today. I didn't know I was being graded on my performance. Seth gives props. You're giving props. Feeling good. I passed. You yes. did. <laughs> you made it. All right. Uh, a lot more com- coming up on the other side, but a lot of fun here on Canuck Central today. All right. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant. A lot more happening in the world of sports, as well as some of the stuff going on around the National Hockey League. That's coming up right here on Sportsnet 650.